Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast-off. Welcome to another edition of Discover DLP with myself, Nick. And myself, Paul. Yes, and it's it's February. I think this episode's coming yes. out in February. Yeah, but it'll just probably sneak just, out in time. Just scrape through. And that I will apologise, that has been my fault. Um, I've had normal matters to deal with. Though hopefully the, the matters that I've been dealing with will mean I'm I'm a little bit closer to the magic more often. It's it's pushing towards um, being a bit freer, hopefully, to uh, visit more parks. I don't know if I'm going to have to post-production edit the uh, the Archie music into that confession. <laughs> I'm seriously tempted. It does mean more work, though. Um, but no, that's it. I mean, the, the, the problem is, and I, I hope that our listeners can appreciate this, is that, um, you know, this is a hobby. It's, it's probably... I mean, I, it's a hobby, but in in some ways, it's also an extension of um, my regular life now. Yeah. Um, but you know, sometimes things do come up, and it just stops you being able to do the fun stuff. Um, yeah. You know, and we were talking actually before we recorded because we, you know, have Diz After Dark and Universal After Dark and Ego and all other manner of podcasts now on the After Dark Podcast Network. Cheap plug, um, and. and We've only recorded about three episodes this year, mm. and and we yeah. record, or I record, you know, normally at least once a week. Yeah. So, you know, some slacking off, but uh, you know, as you said, you know, there, there's a reason why, and you know, hopefully, we'll be a bit more on schedule uh, going into March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and we're going to have loads to talk about in March. So, yes, well, we've both got trips. We have independently. Yes, yeah. things were so bad last time, Paul decided <laughs> to leave me behind, uh, and I've returned the favour. Um, but no, but, you know, we'll talk about yours um, more, uh, yeah. because yours is coming up now, um, yeah. and we'll probably talk a bit more about mine uh, in the March episode. Um, yeah. But yeah, do you want to you tell the listeners about what you do? Yeah, no, I'm, uh, by the time this comes out, probably in about 36 hours, I'll be heading down to, to London for the night uh, with the little boy. Um, our first boys trip together, just the two of us, um, before getting the early train, uh, the early Eurostar out to Lille, um, and the TGV to, to Disneyland Paris for all of 24 hours. So, uh, on that, cause I've done this particular journey myself before. Yeah. Have you done this before? Have you changed at Lille and got the TG fee? Yeah. yeah, you have. Yeah, no, I've done it multiple times. It's it's the usual way. It means we get out there fairly early. Um, do, you, do you ever get your seat, though? Uh, on the TGV? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't tend to because it's only a couple of stops. If it's all three of us, then I I, I do. And I try – if I can't get my seat, then I'll sit, we'll sit somewhere else. Um, but if it's – normally when it's just me, I will – there's like – Normally at the top of the stairs, there's like a little seating area where the luggage goes. Mm. And I tend to sit there because I'm only on, you're only on the train for two, two stops. You're not the size of Amanda. No. It's yeah, a bit of a squeeze. Yeah, it, it kind of is, but it's, it's like a little bench, like a, a little Ottoman type thing mm. um, on the, on the upper level that I just tend to sit there and we only go through Charles de Gaulle and, and that's it. And then you're at Disneyland Paris. So it's not that bad of a journey. No, it doesn't take too long. And actually, I think we'll, we'll go off on a tangent. Sorry to interrupt your, your planning. No worries. Um, but I think it's quite... Well, I, I think this is quite important for people, especially if they may not have gone before or they've not done this particular route. You know, most people seem to think that you need to go direct. You need to yeah. get that direct train. And the problem I have with the direct trains is two a day? 
that is one nil, one uh, back. Yeah, that's it. Um, so there are very specific times. I think the London, or yeah, well, it starts from London. But the, yeah. the London leg is about ten thirty or yeah. something. Yeah, and it's, it's the middle of the the turns. Yeah, that's and sure. um, the return is about four thirty. Yeah, uh, French time. And the problem with that for me is that it means that if you're, you know, most people, if they're going for a few days, in your case a day, you want to make the most of that last day. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, 4.30 is still, you know, quite late. Um, you've, you've had a few, good few hours in the park, but it always feels a bit, for me, a bit rushed because yeah. the train leaves at half four, but you need to check in. You might yeah. have to queue up. So that means that you're going to be getting there probably about an hour early, yeah, at least. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, you, so you know, it's, it's all time that you lose. And for me, I actually think that going indirect is is not that difficult. No, and it really isn't. I don't think it's that much of a, an inconvenience. Now, what you're doing is probably the best option, I think. Yeah, and that's changing at Lille. Yeah. Um, sometimes you will find if you do that that you do get. Uh, a bit of a uh, delay in between getting off the Eurostar and getting the TGV. Yeah, um, unless you're really lucky and the previous TGV is late. Yes. Which uh, has happened to me before. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I managed nice. to get on the earlier one. Because um, I think I think the most I've waited at, at Lille, about an hour and a half. So it's not, it's yeah. not too long, but it's not much to do at right. that station. There is a shopping centre right next door, but... You know, yeah. you're normally tra- traveling luggage. You don't want to be yeah, exactly going around the shopping centre and have to rush back. So um, that that's the only downside with that. But as you yeah. say, once you get on the train um, at Leo on the TGV, it's about forty five minutes, maybe. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not much at all. Um, and I mean, the other option, and this is what I did um, in back in September, yeah. where we did Run Disney, was I went to uh, Paris the uh, Garden Nord station, because trains there are probably, uh, well, I don't know if they're two an hour, at least one an hour, but there's yeah. a lot more variety. And from there, it's probably about the same. It's probably about another uh, 45, 50 minutes on the, the RER tube st- uh, service that they have. Uh, the only thing there is that you will m- need to make a change. Yeah. So you go on for two stops, and then you have to, get off that train and then cross the platform and wait for another train to take you to uh, Mont Laval. But they, you know, both TGV and the RER both go into the same train station to the same distance. But for me, because of the flexibility of, um, you know, the the number of trains that go to Paris and the frequency, that's always my preferred option personally. Um, But my wife will be, Pulling her hair out listening to this because she had a, a bad experience once. I mean, we were with my parents, and they're not the best travellers, uh, so uh, it wasn't a great it wasn't a great journey. But uh, you know, when I've done it solo, I've done it a few times now. I think it's really, really easy, and there's always staff around to to help guide you if you're if you're not too sure. Yeah, uh, about that. Am I right? Definitely. Am I right in thinking as well that you can actually get a train to Lille? And you can buy a TGV ticket separately. Yes, yeah, no. I actually, when we went for Run Disney, I didn't. I didn't get the train. I got the coach um, to Charles de Gaulle. Um, but I had to buy a separate ticket on the TGV there. So yeah, you can. You can buy a, a train uh, Eurostar direct to Lille, and then then just purchase your ticket when you get there. I don't know whether it's any cheaper or or any more expensive doing it that way, but. I would imagine it probably wouldn't be much different. No, I, I know it's cheaper to buy a ticket in advance generally on the yeah. TGV. Um, so if you are planning to do that, then you know that's a good tip as well. Uh, but I, you know, I, I just think that it gives you more flexibility. It does. It's, it doesn't stipulate. I know. I, I said I got on an earlier train before, and I've been told before that you shouldn't. Um, but they don't check your tickets very often. Don't take my word for it. I just know I've never had mine checked while I've been on the TGV. Um, but, yeah, they do say that sometimes if you have got a ticket pre-booked, 
that you might not be able to get on mm. um, if you if you miss it or you would have to buy a separate ticket. And the other thing as well, mm. uh, and you know, this is another reason for doing it, is that generally the direct train is always more expensive than going to Paris or Lille. Yeah. So I think on my la- when I did run Disney, I think the Eurostar cost me to Paris £29 one way and £39 back. And yeah. I think direct it was 74 each way. Yeah. And even when you factor in the cost of the train ticket, I think I think from Paris it cost me about 12 euros, 13 euros maybe. Yeah. Um, so even when you you add that cost on top, it's still much cheaper than than doing it. And yeah. you know, it, it takes about the same amount of time. Um, it's just that you have to get off the train at Paris. So um, yeah, I, ju- I just thought that that's worth kind of mentioning because I think a lot of people do think you need to um, get the direct, and if you don't, it's it's not particularly easy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was it. But anyway, back to you and your your madness. So yeah. you're getting you're going to Lille, and you're yeah. going to get the train into there. So what time do you yeah. uh, get into Disneyland? Uh, I think it's just after eleven. Okay. Um. So not too bad. We leave we leave London at three minutes to seven. Mm-hmm. I think. Um. So when you add on the the hour, it's not too bad. It's only what three hours. I think. Yeah. Um, so it's not too bad. I don't mind it either. So as I said, I've done it multiple times. I, Sam's even done it before as well. So it's not the first time he's he's had to do this change. It's just the first time. It's just the two of us. Yes. Um, leaving the wife behind. Um, and where are you? Uh, where are you staying? We're staying in the same hotel that me and you stayed in. Oh, okay. Um, we're we're at the Explorer again. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it was the cheapest. I booked I booked this room ages ago. Um, I think, in fact, I booked it before September. <laughs> um, if I remember rightly, reading, reading, going, looking back at my emails, I'm sure it was booked before we went in September. Um, so yeah, it was 110 euros, I think, for the night, mm-hmm. which isn't bad for a weekend. No, weekends always a premium. So, and it's it's nice and easy to get to. As we proved, we we walked it most days. Mm. Um, when we were there, um, other than when we'd done the runs, um, not had the runs. Done yeah, the I, runs. I, <laughs> my mind was thinking the same. I'm glad you, I'm glad you picked up on it as well. And um, even then, a couple of them, we we didn't even get the bus back, did we? Because it was such a nightmare trying to find a bus that we walked. So I think the only time I remember getting the bus actually was for the first the first night, the the five K. Yeah. Um, yeah. because we just, you know, the, the bus happened to be there and we knew that we was going to be doing a, a run. So it yeah. made sense to get the bus. But I think, uh, yeah, I don't think we got the, I, I don't remember getting the bus back to the hotel. No, I don't think we did. No. I'm sure we walked, we always walked through Santa Fe, didn't we? Mm. So, yeah. So, so, yeah, so it's a nice and easy hotel to get to. So, especially when you've got very little time. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd say, Santa Fe's probably about fifteen minutes walk to yeah. the parks. And I'd say this is probably about twenty-five, maybe thirty minutes. Yeah. So it's a bit further on, but um like you say, it's normally you you're gonna get a better rate for it, uh, which yep. brings down the cost of your holiday. And the Explorers is a fun hotel. I mean the problem is you're only there for a day, so you're not gonna really get the benefits. I think no. Sam would get the benefits more than you would anyway, yeah. but um, but yeah, I think it's it's a, a reasonably priced hotel in a good location. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So looking forward to to going back. I can't, not booked. I think I've booked the Kiriad for the the, the Run Disney weekend this this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I've tested most of those hotels down there, other than I think the Dream Castle. I've not <coughs> not been in, but the rest I've I've tried already. So so yeah, no, looking forward to going back. And what are you? Because it's Princess and Pirates season at the moment, yeah, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, have you got any kind of set plans as to what you want to do? Or well, we want to we want to try and see the the show that they do uh, on the castle stage. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to do that the first day we're there. We 
would also like to see the the Jack Sparrow show that's down by Pirates of the Caribbean, um, if we can, um, that they're doing for Pirates and Princesses. Other than that, we're not overly bothered by anything. If we if we miss the the shows, we do. Um, I think the big thing is in in the other park this time um, for us um, that we're going to make a, a beeline for and try and see the bulk of if we can. And you're talking, is, of course, about the Star Wars cookies. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah the Yoda ones specifically. <laughs> um, but no, we. Though my little boy hasn't seen a lot of Star Wars, he knows a lot of the characters, specifically Yoda and Chewbacca. So Chewbacca, meeting Chewbacca is top of the list, mm-hmm. I think, for when we get there. And and we're going to try and see the the evening show, um, the projection show on on Tower of Terror, um, is the other big thing that we really want to do. So we've got we've got uh, Cafe Mickey's booked for Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're hopeful we'll get out of there. We've got a booking at five o'clock, so hopefully get out there in an hour, within an hour or so, and then we'll be able to head straight to the studios to see the the projection show. Excellent. So that's that's the big plan. I am excited because this will be the first time I'm going right at the tail end of it. I think actually, what what's the do we know what the closure date is for Seasons of the Force actually this year? Well, the Marvel one starts on the 23rd, which we'll talk about in a minute. Mm. Um, So I'm not sure when Season of the Force finishes or Legends of the Force or whichever name it is this year. Oh, yeah. I think they changed it. I think you're right. Um, Well, I'm hoping it's going to be the 22nd uh, because I'll be out there. And I I can't believe that I'd have missed Star Wars three years in a row. Um, And I'm definitely determined to go on Star Tours. uh, Sorry, not Star Tours. At Hyperspace Mountain, because yeah. every time it's either been closed or we've not been yeah. able to get on it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I do hope to see that. And I've, I've not seen, I've seen a video of the projection show I do on the Tower of Terror. But have you actually yep. seen a projection show on there? No. One? I mean, I saw the one they did at Christmas, uh, the goofy one they did at Christmas. Yeah. And it's a really interesting canvas. Yeah. It works really, I'd say about 95% of it works really well. And it probably works better at the moment because of the scaffolding and the scrims around it. Yes. When, so they've got a flatter surface to, to do it. Well, when we were there, most of that was around the back. Yeah. So it didn't make that much of a difference. But yeah. yes, it, it, the, the bits where it's more awkward, and that's because of just how the building is shaped. Yes, yeah. uh, having something like that there definitely would... Uh, improve it a little bit, but um, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure when that's due to finish. Actually, when it, it looked like uh, it was nearly done when we were there back in December, so yeah, got long left to go. Um, no, I wouldn't have thought so. And then, of course, about six months later, it become Guardians. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so that's kind of your your Saturday and yeah. your Sunday, just to kind of you know just try and fit in what you can before you have to go. Yeah, well, obviously, despite the fact that I'm off-site, my annual pass does cover early mornings. Mm. Um, so we're going to get in early. We're going to have breakfast at the hotel and head to the parks for, for opening. Um, so we're going to try and get some character meets in during that that hour before they open the park completely. Mm. Um, and then I think the aim is to to get on Big Thunder yeah, uh, for Sam's first roller coaster experience. Ooh. So... He's. I, we think he's big enough now, so that's the that's the big one for for Sunday morning. I I don't know what the opening hours are at the moment, but if it's open of an evening, yeah. Actually, no, it might be a bit too much. Actually, I mean, Big Thunder Mountain at night is is the ultimate. Yeah, but for your first time, it might be better in the daytime. Yeah. Actually, ignore my advice. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> just the evenings a bit busy, as I said with with uh, Cafe Mickey. Um, and then the the projection show. There's not a lot of time in the evening. No, not if it not if it's a, an eight o'clock finish. Yeah. You're definitely not going to have much time. Plus, as well, it would have been a long day. Yeah. So you're probably want to going to want to call it a night. Yeah. Um, and what time are you uh, leaving on Sunday? Well, we'll have to be back in the train station for about half past eleven. Oh, that is an early. The one. train's leaving half past twelve, I think. Yeah. 
So we've got got more or less twenty four hours at the at the resort, mm-hmm. and then then we head back because by the time we get back, it's going to be mid afternoon. Yeah. Um, and then head back to Nottingham. Yep. During the the early part of the evening. Yeah. Well, what a weekend for Sam, at least. Well, and Jerry, yeah. but to more extent yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he's not been. He's not been since two thousand and seventeen. Now. Um. So it's oh. been a while since he's been. So. So, uh, uh, so what? Four. Yeah, he Three, he just turned four. He, okay. he was he was about four years and a couple of months. So he's he's six six in March. So. So this is a bit of an early birthday trip. Nice. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping we are going to be able to go back later this year. Um, mainly because if I don't do something this year, I'm going to really be in the doghouse going yeah. to Disneyland Paris yet again without the family, and then going to Orlando in September. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing it two weekends in a row. I know. I don't. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm really lucky, but uh, you know, I think I think we all generally are, to be honest. Yeah. Speaking to yeah. Ben about him and what he's got planned for this year, the other day on Pop After Dark, and uh, yeah, we've we've all we all seem to have very um, understanding or forgiving wives. Yeah. So yeah, we we luck out in, in that respect. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. So that's that's your weekend, and I can't wait to catch up with you about that on the next episode yeah. i'm sure there'll be some vlogs over on my uh youtube channel as well i'm going to try and get some stuff recorded while i'm out there good stuff good stuff and um, there'll be photos i'm sure popping oh, up on our facebook and twitter account so i imagine so i think yeah definitely look out and, if you and then we'll talk about it next year if you catch... next year next month <laughs> yeah what are you doing Oh um, Jesus! If you're uh, and if, you know if you want to catch any audio, I'm sure we can put it on here as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, shows or anything. Yeah. yeah. So there's not been a, a whole lot of news since we last got together, which is unusual. Um, one thing you'll know actually is we're recording this episode um, exactly one year since the uh, expansion announcement. Yeah, yeah, Can't unbelievable. It's been a year already, and it's just about to kick off. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It's already. Things have already started to happen in the background where you can't see yeah. things, but you know we're about to see uh, Armageddon go down. Uh, Disney yeah. Junior Live is closing, uh, definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah, forever. Yeah. Um, to think, is there anything else? Art of Animation's obviously gone. Gone. Yeah. Um, Rock and Roller Coasters later in the year. Yeah, second of September. Yeah, just before the run weekend, actually. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so I'm going to have to try and do that as well because that could be the last time I get there. I think if we yeah. do something as a family, it'll probably be October, Halloween. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it'd be nice to get that in one last time. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's all starting all starting to change. Yeah, and I don't know whether you saw the rumour and it was it was something that I'd, I'd talked about previously on, on other shows um, that Stitch... Is likely to go, it, which um, we we guessed. Yeah, that's it. I've I've not seen that rumor, but I mean, we've discussed it enough. Yeah, um, and the, the rumor is, and it's one that I I brought up straight away, is that it could be the the Doctor Strange walkthrough from Hong Kong that okay. goes in there. Okay, I don't know so, much about that actually. So that'd be that'd be yeah. interesting. Um, I mean, we we know already that Spider Man is going to be taking over the Armageddon area. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but it'll be it'll be interesting for something to do with Doctor Strange. I think he's a character that's proved quite popular. Um, yeah. It would it wouldn't surprise me if they tried to do something with Black Panther, to be honest, as well. Yeah, it, it's really surprised me that that hasn't come up in in any talks yet at the moment of of stuff going in. Mm. Um, so it really is interesting seeing as how popular he was and the fact that it got nominated for an Oscar and they seem to be shying away from it at the moment. It won two Oscars as well. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, and also special, I'll, I'll give a special shout out to uh, Spider-Ham for yeah. winning an Oscar. I mean, I know 
technically it was Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, but Spider-Ham was a big part of that film, so I take that as a win for Spider-Ham. Yeah, Long way no, definitely. Uh, and with a chance of a, a spin-off by the sound of it. Uh, there's a um, there's a mini-movie of yeah. Spider-Ham on the Blu-ray. Yeah. That's just been released of the, of the film. Um, yeah. And I think they're talking about maybe a, a web series of, of some kind yeah. with him. Um, which is fine. I mean, the thing is, like, I know they're talking about doing, like, a Spider-Gwen um, yeah. spin-off movie. Who was fairly popular before that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it makes sense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think characters like, or versions of Spider-Man like Spider-Ham work best in, in small doses. Any kind yeah. of parody thing, I think, does. So I'd take Spider-Ham animated shorts all day long, but... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just glad it won the Oscar. I mean, I know a lot of... I know this is a Disney podcast, and that was a Sony-released Marvel film. Um, but, you know, I think it was clearly the, the best animated film um, in that shortlist. And yeah. One of the best I've seen in years. And a lot Definitely. of the Disney community were upset that Incredibles 2 or Wreck-It Ralph 2 didn't get the win instead, but... If you saw, if you've seen those three films, there is absolutely yeah. no competition. Exactly, it was it was kind of like, do you know what? It's about time it wasn't Disney. As much as we love Disney, hmm. it was about time someone else broke through and didn't see it being Sony, but it was, and they've done a great job. But to be fair, I mean, I don't know how many animated films Sony's released at this point. It's probably in double figures. Probably with a chance of meatballs. No, they've done loads. No, they've done, yeah. they've done those Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. Even bigger than a, a franchise than Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Smurfs. They yeah. count as animation. Um, what was that? Goosebumps did as well for some bizarre yeah. reason. Pizza Rabbit. They've done quite a few. Um, but yeah, it's it's the one that's that's definitely broken through for them. And yeah, fair fair play. I mean, as I said, like, it's just an absolute... I'm gutted because uh, this weekend they're doing a IMAX um, weekend at my local cinema. Yeah, they're, where, they're advertising it here as well, uh, and they've got Spider-Man on in IMAX 3D, and I've and I've seen it twice in 3D already at the cinema. And I thought, wow, IMAX, I've got to see it. And uh, unfortunately, because of the time of day, um, my my wife's going to be working, so nah. I booked tickets and then. Found out we couldn't get anyone to look after the kids, so I had to cancel my ticket. I was uh-huh. gutted. So, just Mission Impossible Fallout for me instead. Small comparison. But anyway. Yeah, I was tempted by Deadpool 2. <sighs> I've, I've already sat through it twice, and I started to sit through Once Upon a Deadpool. And oh, yeah, I'm no. Constant punishment for me. Um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with the, with the Marvel thing. They, I did announce as well today that the, the Marvel... Uh, Heroes United show is uh, is coming back. Was it called Heroes United? Yeah, the stage show. Um, yeah. So it's coming back, which we we thought it was. Um, yeah. We didn't really think it wasn't going to be, um, but um, it didn't say when it was opening. Except it said late March. Now I thought that meant, you know, just by reading the the, the press statement that it wasn't going to be open. Uh, when Marvel Summer kicks off that yeah. weekend. So it'll be interesting to see if it does. I wonder if they'll do a soft opening or something. They might yeah. do. I imagine they're probably still working on it, despite the fact that that theatre's been empty again. Well, since uh, it closed in September. Yeah. So um, uh, They had stuff in there at Christmas, though, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, I think there was... Oh, no, they did. You're right. They had the, um, they had the, the big band... Thing. Yeah, um, you're right. I didn't go to it, uh, but still, that's that's nearly three months they've had to work on that. Yeah, and they've had some time before, so yeah, um, I don't get it. I know that they've replaced the, the uh, flying illusion. Yeah, probably because it didn't work half the time, um, and uh, yeah, they, they've said there's, there's some other upgrades to it as well. So. Yeah, they've upgraded some of the characters, haven't they? By the mm. sound of it, some of the characters are going to get bigger spots in it now than they were it, yeah, last year. There was a comment about everyone having their own moment to shine. Yeah. Uh, and also um, a bit more f- focus on Thor. 
yeah. as well. So he's going to get a be- better entrance, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. Um, he's going to come out to real American um, Hulk Hogan's old theme tune, uh, red and yellow costume. Um, but no, I mean, I, I would love to see it. I'm so I'm only going to be there for opening weekend. Um, so I'll be there the Saturday and Sunday that it's it's on. So it'd be great if they did a soft opening so I can see it as we didn't get a chance to see it last yeah. year. But I, I have this sinking feeling that it might be delayed until the weekend after. So yeah. we'll see. You know, could be could be surprised. Um The other the other thing they've announced as well regarding this is the the Captain Marvel meet and greet is going in the Blockbuster Cafe. Yeah, I did hear about that and I couldn't work out so are, are they are they just closing down that? I don't know. There is there is some areas where they could just shut it off. Mm. Yes, uh, but yeah. how you get into it would be another story. Mm. Yeah, I just, just find it strange. I guess in Captain America is going to be there in his in the same spot that he was in last year with in the the Spider Man meet and greet area. Mm. Otherwise, I would imagine she would have gone in there. But it sounds like not. So you got to assume that it's still going to be the meet and greet with Cap. Yeah, it it just seems a bit odd. I mean, if they are closing that down as a restaurant and making it a meet and greet, um, I mean, okay, I, I can never say it's it's one that's particularly busy, and it's also one that, for some strange reason, also seems to be quite closed uh, more often than it's it's open. Yeah. But um, you know, the one thing that sh- that place lacks is places to eat. Yeah, when we were there at Christmas, the only place we could get something to eat was, um, you know, Studio One. Yeah, and because of that, it was rammed, absolutely yeah. rammed. Um, and the food is is okay, but you, it's a very limited selection. And the problem is when you haven't got other places to to go and eat, is that you're you're then restricted. I mean, they did have the um, the the Christmas cabins up food festival yeah. which was still ongoing but you know that's to me it's not a proper meal you no know, it's, it's not it's more you know nibbly bits yeah. um and obviously remy was open um but yeah there, there just wasn't they really lack places to eat in that park yeah and i'm really hoping this expansion around the lake is going to improve that it's going to have to it's gonna to have to. It's gonna be. It's gonna get really busy. I think we've got to assume we're gonna at least see be our guest at some point. I mean, it, really, the fact that the theme park is in Paris and they don't have it already is, yeah. is quite ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if um, it doesn't go in there. As I said, it wouldn't surprise me if it's not stuck in as kind of that expansion pad behind Ratatouille. Hmm. So they could possibly even share the kitchen like they do in a lot of Disney restaurants. Okay, yeah. Mm. And it kind of keeps that theme of France going through that section. Um, that would be my obvious my obvious point to put it, would be to, to back it up against uh, Plaster Remy. Mm. That does, yeah, from, a, from a, a theme, you know, it being... Paris and, and you know a French area to yeah. lead into a, a more historic version of that. I, th- I mean, it could work. It could work. Yeah. Um, I mean, it makes more sense doing that than sticking it into the Frozen Land. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is the other option, which won't make yeah. any sense at all. And that yeah. was, that was another thing I was going to kind of mention as well the the Frozen Two trailer that came out mm. last week. Isn't it strange that they're going towards a water based film? When they're putting the frozen land right next to a big lake, yeah, you could, yeah. I, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of it like that, but yes, yes, I suppose you're right. Uh, we did talk about that trailer on on this after dark because um, it was a bit mixed. I mean, yeah. I think it looks absolutely stunning. I, I do think the animation in this looks really, really great, um, but it also told you nothing. Yeah, but then when we talked about it, and also when I discussed it with uh, my wife and and my daughter, who both, well, my wife liked it, my daughter like loved it. She wanted it replayed a couple of times. Um, you know, when we were talking about it, it, 
in some ways, the fact that it doesn't tell you anything is is probably a good thing. Because yeah. one thing that Disney have done with their films of late is either give away too much or give you the wrong idea of what the film's going to be about. I mean, the yeah. first Frozen, we were talking about the first Frozen as an example, those traders were horrendous yeah. for the first one. So um, in some ways, I think they kind of gave you enough of what you need. You saw the characters you wanted to see. Yeah. Um, and you was intrigued to see what they were doing about the story. So, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I think I think you're right. I think the, the, the that's that's probably um, it's probably been thought about. Yeah. In terms of what they're doing going forward, so yeah, yeah. I'll just be impressed when they freeze the lake. <laughs> oh, some ice skating. Well, they've got rid of the ice skating rink at the Hotel New York, Don't so they've got to put it, it somewhere. Don't call that an ice skating rink. That's some plastic. You can put some skates on. That's not the same thing. I hate when they call an ice rink an ice rink when there's no actual ice on it. Oh, what? it's the fact that they, they they put go karting on it for the rest of the year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, they also announced, as they have done for quite a few years now, um, they're going to be doing some special things for St. Patrick's Day and St. David's Day. Yeah. So. Yeah. Make... I actually thought I might have caught it this weekend. I, I wasn't sure which weekends it was. Uh... I didn't look at the dates. Um, but it's it's next weekend, isn't it, for uh, St. David's Day? Do you know what? I don't know when St. David's Day is. I know when St. Patrick's Day is. Yeah. Um, I'll, you know, trying to not out myself as an alcoholic. Um, but uh, I'm always confused about St. David's Day. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they, they don't do too much. They normally uh, do it's, a it's normally in the stuff. village. Yeah, it's yeah. normally the village that gets the the big stuff. Mickey and Minnie will be out in special costume. So yeah, it's always nice to see as a special for a special occasion. But uh, yeah, so but yeah, if you're in the parks, you you know, look out for that uh, as well. Was there any other newsy bits that you wanted to? Don't think so. I think. We've we've covered everything. As as I say, I think we're in the the calm before the storm before everything kicks off. Mm. No, I think you're. I think you're right. All the seasons are starting to. Actually, I'll tell you before we go on to um, the main attraction of this evening. Um, did you see they announced a um, Lion King event? Yes. For the ninety um... nine euros, is it? Yes. Yeah, I'd yeah. For- I'd completely forgotten about that. That includes a special meet and greet with Minnie. I think you get dinner at Hakuna Matata. Yeah. Um, special seating, obviously, for the the new show that's going in um, the former Chaparral Theatre. Yeah, is it, and have they confirmed it's called the Frontierland Theatre? I believe so. I think that's that's what the uh, the um, press release for the the special ticket confirmed. It'd be interesting. Them. I'm gonna I'm gonna go down and have a look at it while we're there. Because mm. when we went, obviously in September, there was nothing there at all. They've really they've really um, put it up quick. Yeah, they really have. Um, I saw some photos from a few weeks ago, and um, yeah, it was yeah, com- the complete opposite of what we saw. Yeah, um, because like you say, it was there was like nothing there. It was just a big, almost like a big gap. <laughs> where, yep. where's that used to stand so um yeah that that opens up in well i think that's an opening date for that but the no. festival obviously kicks off in june yeah um but yeah interesting that they're doing this this kind of dinner package thing yeah um i mean they did obviously something a little bit similar last year with marvel so yep. i wonder if that's something they're going to try and do for various seasons now. they've done it with star wars as well hmm as a hundred hundred and twenty euros, I think, that gets you fast passes to the two Star Wars attractions oh, in the main park as well. That's right. Yes. So. Yes. So yeah, no, it definitely, and and I don't think that's a bad thing. It's it's kind of like buying a ticket to one of the the parties. It's a similar kind of price. It's yeah. not that dissimilar. Um, you know, you get a, a few perks in there as well yeah so yeah i mean at the end of the day no one's forcing you to buy this stuff you can still go and no. see, it's not like you're going to be seeing a show that you couldn't see without that ticket all it is is it's giving you better seating um you're really paying the extra for the 
the meet and greet lunch. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. and I wonder whether that's a test the 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 character meet and greet at, at lunch. Whether that's a test for the the restaurant next door. Could be. Because I think that's the way that's going to go. Well, I think that's going to end up being a character meal. Mm. You could be right. I think that, I think we're going to start seeing a few more of those in the parks. And I think they have to. Because mm. they don't have them in the the hotels like the the US parks do. So they've got to put them somewhere. Yeah. To make make that money back, and they've only got one in that park, and that's it. So it's it's not a huge surprise, and I'm sure we'll see one in the studios once the the refurb's done. Yeah, I think they, I think they need to. Yeah, Remy was never a problem meet and greet when you used to go to restaurant with Stars anyway. No, it wasn't. I used to, I used to love him coming round on his little yeah. trolley, but. Uh... Yeah. yeah, it was a little anim- animatronic mouse, rats yeah. even. Right, we've talked enough about the present on this yeah. podcast. Now we're going to talk about the past a little bit because um, a fair while ago now, <laughs> just because yeah, we was... record these episodes. It was, the, it was the back end of last year, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it might have been around Christmas time. Yeah. Um, we got asked uh, about uh, Thunder Mesa. Yeah. And about the history there, because you know, with the lands in Disney, they there is always a method to the madness. You know, things are always designed for a reason, and things are kind of put in the way that they are uh, for various reasons. Um, I'm trying to think about the um, the Pinocchio restaurant, where if you're in Fantasyland, it looks like just a, a kind of German chateau. Yeah, I suppose. But if you're going in from Adventureland, it looks like a shipwreck ship. Yeah, where it's supposed to be, you know, where a, a boat has kind of crashed into land. Um, so there's always like little fun things like that because obviously the theme wouldn't work otherwise. They had to do something different. But um, Thunder Mesa over in Frontierland has its own kind of story, and it's one of those things where you know, and I. I've been writing a book for about two years, which I'm hopefully about finished the first draft of now, about Disneyland Paris. And the the kind of history of Thunder Mesa is not something that you might be that aware of unless you, uh, you know, do some research or you've seen any of the interviews by the the people, the Imagineers and the producers that put these lands together. So... Um, there is a bit of a history of Big Thunder Mountain and Phantom Manor, and I don't think I don't think uh, Big Thunder Mountain really has a story. No, I mean, it, it not has, as such. It, I mean, it has a very basic story about how it's yeah. an abandoned gold mine. Yeah, but that to me seems to be about the the size of it. It doesn't. Yeah, seem there's to... a, there's nothing specified in the in the theme parks, but. Um, I would recommend checking out the the comic that Marvel did oh, yeah. a few years back, the the Big Thunder Mountain comic book, because it actually does tell the story of how the mine became abandoned and and became like it is. And it doesn't it doesn't really link into the story of of Disneyland Paris's version, um, but it it does give a good background to to the the ride itself. I would I would say. Okay. So um, yes, yeah, so I'll give I'll give you a kind of brief history of, of not my brief history, but their brief history about um, you know Thunder Mason and how all of this stuff kind of linked together. So uh, the 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 land kind of really became a thing back in 1853. Henry Ravenswood struck gold in the mighty Big Thunder Mountain. And soon the Thunder Mesa Mining Company was founded, which is all stuff that you see uh, around that attraction. So you see signs for the Thunder Mesa Mining Company, um, both in the queues and on the ride. So um, that's that's how that started. And uh, that kind of brought people to the area. Now, when, uh, you know, because he became rich beyond his wildest dreams... Um, that's when he constructed or, or 
not he constructed, but he paid for the construction of uh, Ravenswood Manor. So another thing about um, Big Thunder Mountain was that it was rumoured by the Native Americans that used to call it home, that there was something called a Thunderbird, which was a powerful spirit uh, that possessed a treasure, which, according to its legend, um, its wrath could be materialised into a terrible earthquake, um, which nobody believed these stories. And uh, as the years went on, and uh, it was harder to find gold in Big Thunder Mountain, the miners dug deeper and deeper. Now, uh, Henry Ravenswood had a family whose wife was called Martha, and they had a daughter called Melanie. Um, when Melanie grew up, she became, uh, became engaged to a train engineer named Jake, who had planned to take her far away from uh, Thunder Mesa, much to the dismay of her father. And Henry did everything he could to uh, stop the wedding taking place. But uh, an earthquake struck Thunder Mesa um, and him and his wife were killed in the earthquake, um, which is rumoured to be because the Thunderbird had been, awake, uh, had been awoken um, and the family was never heard from again. Now, on Melanie's wedding day, she um, was obviously in her wedding dress waiting to be wed. Um, but her fiancé, Jake, never appeared. Um, now, what you see at the beginning of that attraction, when you're in the room, the, the lift room, or the, the portrait room, uh, towards the end is somebody hanging from the rafters. And uh, the storyline as we know it is that the Phantom had lured uh, Jake up into the attic um, where he was hung. Now, it's not been confirmed, but the, the popular rumour is that the, the Phantom is that of Henry Ravenswood kind of um, getting his justice in his eyes um, from beyond the grave and stopping the wedding. Um, obviously, many didn't know what happened to the groom and so she sat there alone crying um and and remained in her wedding dress which is why in the attraction you see her kind of um turn into a, a ghostly figure um still wearing that wedding dress because she refused to to take it off she just got depressed um and saying someday he will come back um so yeah that that that's it really um you know the house obviously um fell into more and more disrepair as uh, as time went on and uh yeah that's that's the kind of story of of phantom manor and and so the earthquake scene that you see um during that attraction is the earthquake that had uh, killed the rest of the way uh, the ravens were clan so yeah i mean i think it's an interesting story really that whole part of frontierland all has this kind of story because even the shops um that are there like the trading post and uh the lucky nugget the lucky nugget saloon were all uh, businesses that started when the town became populated because of the gold rush. Yeah. Why everything is the way it is. So I think it's clever. I think it's interesting that there is this story that links these things. You know, it, it takes two traditional attractions in Big Thunder Mountain and uh, Phantom Manor, or the Haunted Mansion, and gives them not only their own stories, but actually connects the two attractions and that whole area as well yeah. and uh yeah i think i just think it's interesting that there is actually a story to it and i don't really understand why they don't do anything more about it they don't really make a big deal about it really yeah it's it's certainly it's going to be interesting once phantom manor reopens because i think it's it's going to tell more of this story um, from what we're we're hearing, 
Yeah, and I mean, there is a book coming out soon as well, isn't there? Yes. Which, uh, again, should talk more about this. So, uh, I've actually got in front of me, uh, shout out to, to actually a friend of the show, um, Jason Sorrell, who's now uh entertainment executive at, at Universal Studios, but was actually an Imagineer at, at Disney for a while. He he wrote a book about the, the Haunted Mansion, um, and it, it talks about all of them, all the different versions from the two in the, the US to, to Mystic Manor in in Asia and and Phantom Manor. Um and it gives a, a great background into to the stuff that you've you've just talked about and 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 goes a little deeper into to some of the things that could have gone into it and, and some of the things that that are in it and some great great little tidbits. Go and go and check that out. It's called The Haunted Mansion, Imagineering a Disney Classic. And that's that's by Jason Sorrell. Uh great book. Uh I had book uh, bought for me a while back. Um that tells you a little bit more about it as well. So that's that's a really good read if you haven't haven't read it. Yeah, I'd never, i never heard of that. Yeah, mm. so it, it tells the story of all of them. So how Walt wanted his built in, in uh, California, all through the different versions, um, that it went through, and and then some other ones. So I, I wanted to bring up that that Thunder Messer in, um, in Paris wasn't the first attempt uh, at this storyline. They they tried to build it in California as well. Um, it was going to be the the Western River Expedition, um, and then that was part part Big Thunder as well. That was all going to go on the the uh, rivers of America um, in California, and it it didn't work out. Uh, again, it was it was Tony Baxter that had worked on it, um, and in the end, they only went with with Big Thunder and left the the land that would have been a further expansion pad ended up becoming Splash Mountain. Mm. So it's, it's quite interesting, the story that it's it's been built from uh, and then ended up in, in Paris when Tony came came over to do the Imagineering for, for Disneyland Paris. So you've been kicking around for quite a while then. Yeah, it was obviously before Big Thunder opened in, in California. Hmm. It was, in fact, they were they were working on it for um, a ride similar to, to Pirates of the Caribbean. Was the the Western River Expedition that was going to be set in the Wild West instead? Mm. And then they they ended up scrapping it for for California. Uh, tried to put it in in Florida, and again it it ended up being scrapped. Um, and they were just left with Big Thunder and that big expansion pad. Expansion pads, expansion pads. Yeah. One thing I forgot to mention, actually, is that um, the Phantom of the Phantom Manor, which I don't think... I mean, again, you see him in there, but I I think one of the other little things which I I hope they continue with is that you can actually see the Phantom um, from the outside of the attraction. Yes. If you look up, um, if you walk past the entrance to the Phantom Manor and, and carry on down past the graveyard and kind of look back and towards the top of the mansion, you can see him out of one of the windows. So yeah, and, and that, that is actually working at the moment. They, they've left that going since they've done the refurb while they're still working on it. You can actually still see him. He is still still up there. Yeah, and the other, the other little thing that I like to point out is that you can actually see the Hatbox ghost in Phantom Manor, he's he's actually been reused as a different character. Um, he I can't remember which character he is, um, but he's in the he's in the like the graveyard scene. Well, Dreamfinder's there as well, isn't he? Yes, yeah. Dreamfinder's repurposed as well. Yeah, his head at least. So, I'm actually looking at the Dreamfinder one right now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, there's a picture of him right here, um, which is. It's kind of good. Um, it's actually the mayor of Thunder Mesa. Oh, is he? It's the dream finder, yeah. And he's, his voice is actually by Paul Frace, the original oh. voice of the, the the host in in the US. Mm. Oh, interesting. 
Yeah, but yeah, you can spot a couple of characters that you might know from from other rides and other versions of of the haunted mansion. Yeah, well, I mean, some of the some of the characters are the same, um, yeah, or, or very similar to in the other versions. Um, I just think it's it's got a, a much well, it's got more of a story. Yeah, completely uh, a much bigger story than we've got in the haunted mansion. And let's not take away, you know, that the haunted mansion attractions are still still great but i think the fact that there's this you know real story going throughout the whole attraction even if it's not always <laughs> that clear as to what it is um yeah. it is really good um and i i hope that the reason because i mean it's been down a long time when did it, it close? Really was, has. It, was it last january yeah might have even been slightly before that and it was due to re- have reopened by now but i think they're now saying april yeah. Last I heard, but there's still no confirmed dates for it. We've seen they've released a couple of photos from inside and some yeah. of the new scenes that are done, and it does look um, yeah. amazing. Um, the the loading area has been repurposed. We now will see Melanie Ravenswood um, before the ride even starts. Oh, is that before the ride? Yeah, that, that's that the picture? loading area. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. a great scene as well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I hope that we it's a clearer understanding of the story, and those things are are kind of cleaned up when this reopens eventually. But I'm I'm also excited for for the book. Um, I'm a sucker for a book like that anyway. Um, yeah. I want to get the Pirates of the Caribbean one, which is sold out. Yeah, I mean it's it's I've got as much chance of getting that on my trip as I have a Spirit Jersey. Yeah. At the moment. Um. I know that they are saying that they they are going to be restocking that book. Yeah, they seem to fly out incredibly quickly. Hopefully by Saturday, <laughs> if you're lucky. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and the thing is, I I I don't. I was about to say, arguably, Phantom Man is a more popular ride. I don't know. I mean, both are extremely popular attractions, and they're both yeah. very classic attractions yeah. as well. So, I mean, those books are both going to be hard to find at least initially um, yeah i mean eventually you know it, it sales will calm down there's always an initial rush when something like that comes out but um yeah i i can't wait to get my hands on those yeah definitely as i said i i love this this haunted mansion book that i've got i can read it over and over again looking at some of the art and and things like that so yeah they're definitely in my my wheelhouse as well so yeah so uh, a little bit on thunder mesa there um i kind of rushed for it because i was trying to frantically read through through my notes i'd actually read it before we started recording so when i was actually having to talk about it and then expanded it a little bit i got all flustered so um (laughs) you will be able to read a better version of that if i ever get my book published um but uh (laughs) but if not well there's a fans of mana book coming out that'll probably tell you just as much yeah um but yeah was there before we wrap up, was there anything else you want to discuss in this this episode? No, I don't think so. I, as I said, I I love the the detailing in in some of the stuff that that Disney as a whole do and and that Paris do because I I love Tony Baxter's work. Um, mm. He he probably stands up there as as one of my favourite Imagineers um, over the years um, and had a, a really big hand in in what Disneyland Paris is today. Yeah, um, it's it's quite funny because although I consider myself a bit of a Disney geek, I can't say I know lots about who the Imagineers were for certain things, especially like the earlier attractions. And I, yeah. I should do really, but um, you know the two that really do stand out for me are Joe Road and uh, Tony Baxter. Yeah, and mainly yeah, because, yeah. as you said, you know Tony Baxter had such a big hand in a lot of the the things that went into Disneyland Paris. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's obviously done stuff elsewhere as well. Of course he has, but I think, you know, he, re, you know, for, over the entire park, he had a, a huge hand in, in all of that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he, he really stands out. for me. Yeah. Definitely. Good stuff. All right. Well, we'll wrap this episode up for February. Um, enjoy your trip. Thank and you. We will um, discuss that on the next episode coming up later yeah. in March. Um, 
before that, if you want to listen to any other podcasts about this kind of thing, This After Dark comes out every other Tuesday. If you like things a bit darker, we do Universal After Dark, um, the alternate weeks to that. Um, and those and all of our podcasts are available in your podcast app of choice. Just search for the After Dark Network. And um, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, just subscribe to this and just listen to this. Yeah, if you just want to listen to Disneyland Paris talk, then we're we're the go-to podcast. Well, we are now. There's barely any Disneyland Paris podcast left. No, exactly. So they'll all be coming to us soon. Yeah. So they start their own, possibly better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but until next month, we will bid you adieu. Yeah. Cheerio. <laughs>